Hello and welcome to The Treatment Table, the podcast where we chat to professionals in all fields of sports science and sports performance. I'm here with co-hosts Archie Edwards and Ben Nolan. How are we boys? Yeah, great. I'm good, I'm good. Haven't seen you in a few days. You have a good weekend? Yeah, not bad. Uh, I was at the Rotherham game, uh, tight 2-1 loss, Tough. last minute. Um, yeah, not amazing. You're getting relegated, mate. I don't think we are. I think we'll uh, we'll stay up. It. I think um, it'll all come down to Cardiff. Uh, they're near our end of the table, and I think it's do or die that kind of game. Uh, well, we didn't do much better. Arsenal on Friday um, at three all at home against Southampton, bottom of the league. I think we're bottling it. I think we're bottling the title. I, think, uh, I do think the same. But well, we won. So <sighs> always won. Tough. Um, who did you play? Who did you play? West Brom. West Brom. 2-1 away from home in playoffs now. Sunderland in the playoffs. Sunderland going up, what do you reckon? It, the competition within the playoffs is... We've got a good team. They've got a great team, but I think the competition within the playoffs is too much for you lot to handle, unfortunately. Yeah, the championship's looking, looking tasty for the final few games. It is. Uh, it's not The quality of the championship is not as good as recent years, but... Uh, yeah, the actual running is going to be quite uh, interesting. If we get Borough first round, I think we go to the final. We've beaten them twice this season. I suppose we'll see. We'll find out. Well, I think I think injuries have impacted all, all our sides, haven't they? I mean, Definitely. Our, I mean, Saliba's injury, I think, has probably cost us the title. I mean, oh, holding hasn't been rubbish. He's been fine, but I think Saliba hadn't been injured then. Um, that, then I think we'd... We'd possibly you've be. Not had a strike. Uh, no, we've not had a striker. You've not had a goalkeeper. We well we, throughout the season, we only had one fit striker. We've had massive injury problems. And well, talking about injuries, uh, this podcast um, will be talking to the experts in sports science and performance. Uh, for example, a, a physio of a football team or a sports psychologist. Uh, just anybody really in the in the background uh, behind the scenes of of sports. Um, but to begin the series, we just wanted to do something a little different. Uh, wanted to hear the side of somebody who has been an elite athlete in their time and has gone through uh, extensive work with the likes of physios and nutritionists. So without further ado, for the first week of the treatment table, we welcome Finn Jeffrey, holder of the under-13 British 200 meter breaststroke record and former regional and national champion swimmer. Finn, how are you? Not too bad, thank you. Not too bad. And just to clarify that, I don't hold that record anymore. It's, it's, ah, right. it's broken, broken. But yeah, anyway, part, yeah, was. <laughs> Former hold of the record. There um, you go. Just, just name a couple sort of other records that you've you've had in your, your swimming career. Um. Well, I mean, yeah, so swimming a lot of the time, so a few, few records, so a few county, regional records, that kind of thing um, floating about there. Uh, I think some still held now. Um, and then, yeah, mainly just kind of swimming's measured like a lot of sport now in kind of medals, that kind of thing, placing. So, yeah, a couple of national golds. Well, yeah, two national golds, a couple of national silvers and bronzes, that kind of thing. And then, yeah, regionals, that kind of thing. That, that Yeah, around that sort of level. Um, never kind of pushed into the, well, never really kind of broke into the international scene, kind of, but not like not properly. But, yeah, cause, so, yeah, competed at that level for, for 10 years or so. Um, and then, yeah, as as of commencing university, decided probably wasn't the best thing for me to kind of carry on doing at that level. So backed off now. I still swim um, more for enjoyment, to be honest with you. 
and fitness, that kind of thing, rather than the elite level. Um, obviously, swimming is more of a, you know, you're training 10, 10 sessions a week, two hours each, or you're in, in the pool, sometimes 20, 24 hours a week, and then land training, that kind of stuff. So it's very intense. So yeah, I just decided to step back kind of thing, coming into uni. But yeah, I still love it, still follow it, that kind of thing. So yeah. Uh, I mean, not, not not too bad. Uh, not bad record. Are you swimming for the uni at the moment? Yeah, yeah. So swim for the uni. Um, still, yeah, more for social side because with the uni, there's kind of the elite squad, um, which is more city of Sheffield because we have a link. So, but I, I actually swim for Hallam rather than uni. You know, uni like the performance squad, which anyone could swim for. You don't, but a lot of uni students decide to swim for the performance squad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, perfect. Well, that's, yeah, this podcast uh, we usually talk to sort of experts in sports science you know maybe coaches physios nutritionists psychologists yeah. but uh we wanted to flip it today and sort of talk to you someone who's been on the other side of things uh receiving the treatment um yeah, of course. so yeah with you having been a, an elite athlete for your age category um you'll obviously receive lots of lots of treatment and support from the teams around you um you just talk us briefly through first sort of the physiotherapy side of things uh back when you you were competing how uh, did, did you have a, a loss of that in your time um so i'd say i had a yeah well yeah firstly yes i did have lots of it i had so i did i kind of did two forms of physio i had my what i'd call maintenance so kind of every two well every three four weeks kind of every month i'd want to be there um with my with kind of the physio um and that was more just kind of maintenance. So, you know, if there's any small little kind of niggles in there, you know, like legs, knots, that kind of thing, kind of things that were a bit sore sometimes that I went in, it would that would be worked on. Whereas I also did the different sort of treatment, which was more injury prone treatment. So I had a few injuries throughout my career, which were detrimental to my sport, which meant obviously I couldn't swim to the level I wanted to, or sometimes swim at all, really. Um, so I then had physio on top of that. You know, that was that was quite that was two, three times a week sometimes, um, to get that injury right. Um, to really, you know, because otherwise it's just sat there. So it was one of those injuries where I needed constant physio work on it done, you know, kind of rehabilitation type stuff. Um, kind of on the small scale rehabilitation just to get it right and get back in the pool, really. Okay, perfect. So what what's, um what what injuries did you have that that required um, that the main one that springs to mind um is oh, it sounds stupid when i tell you but um i tore kind of the ligaments and tendons in my knee um and it was actually by well it was on my birthday um and it was two months before nationals uh, and i jumped out of a tree into a, a river thinking that well not realizing how shallow it was and i went in and i kind of like well i've got a video of it actually so if any of you want to see that i can send it over but um I jumped into this river and it was about, well, it was only about knee high. And I didn't realize. And you'll see in the video, I like, as soon as, I don't know if you know about ligaments and tendons and that kind of thing, but it's all your strength in your knee or any joint. And it hurt, obviously, but it didn't hurt as much as what the effects was, where you, I literally couldn't put any weight on it. It would just, I was trying to put weight on this, this knee and it was just giving out completely and just kind of wasn't allowing me to. And it wasn't that I didn't want to. It wasn't really the pain factor. It was just, it was really strange. It just wouldn't allow me to put any weight on it um so yeah that was that was the main one um and that was about yeah that, uh, that that injury lasted quite a while to get back to full recovery so obviously i had nationals in august that year um which was obviously about two months two months yeah almost bang on two months from when that injury took place 
So I competed in I competed I competed at, in certain events which didn't require kind of you know your knees massively so breaststroke was a bit of a write-off and that being my best event wasn't ideal um so I still competed in it because there was a bit of strength there but it was a bit it was a bit of a shambles to be honest with you it was not really worth my time in the end um we just didn't really know where I, we knew I was but we wanted to give it a go um but yeah looking back on it, it probably wasn't the best decision but um but yeah so injury wise that was the main one um i had a, i have an ever like an ever ongoing condition um which is essentially growing pains which is in your knees it's called osgood slatters which is this it's basically growing pains where your muscles grow too quickly for your bones and they pull them out of position and on my knee i had them in, i had it in both knees but particularly my left one suffered with it um and it's just really sharp pains um but the only way to kind of the only way to get it sorry no other way around your bones grow too quickly for your muscles yeah. sorry that was my stupid stupid um so basically the only way to do that is just to strengthen the muscle and kind of stretch and that kind of thing so that was a lot of physio a lot of um kind of massage work just to get that tension out of it um so that's in the clear now obviously i'm fully grown um yeah. but yeah struggled with that for a long time when i was younger and that was a lot that kind of fell into my maintenance that was main the main reason i started doing kind of maintenance physio was because I just felt that it, this thing isn't going away. It's gonna it's something that I've got to deal with and live with. And being a breaststroke swimmer, obviously your joint, your knee joint is the your legs are the main thing put, pulling you through the water or pushing you through the water. Yeah, shall I say. Um, so I felt that obviously maintenance wise, I had to do it because it was just that little thing where sometimes and it, and it and it's one of those injury. It's not an injury, but it's one of those conditions where it will play up suddenly. So you could be fine one day. But if you don't do the right recovery or if one day it just decides to flare up, it can be awful the next day. And, you know, sometimes it would be weird. I'd have conversations with my coach where I'd come into a session one morning even and be absolutely fine, be able to do like a massive kick set, absolutely fine, train perfectly fine. And then I'd come in in the evening for the evening session and I'd just say to him, like, it's, it's excruciating, like, it's really painful. Um, and then, yeah, stretch out, that kind of thing. And then it's absolutely fine again. So it was one of them where it was quite intermittent, quite weird, quite... Yeah it wasn't it wasn't very it, it wasn't very kind of structured it was it mm. didn't it wasn't because of a cause it could just happen quite um, a frustrating one I, I imagine with a bit reoccurring oh, and everything 100 percent, 100 percent. um so yeah that's mainly why i started the maintenance um physio was to do that and just keep that because i felt the best well i found for me personally the best way to kind of keep that at bay was to keep on top of it rather than to act before it happens and flares up rather than act after it flares up and kind of provide treatment for it. Definitely. Yeah. Proactive, not reactive. Exactly. Exactly. So I, that's what I found worked for me. So, and I carried on. Um, and when I started like not suffering with the, with the Osgood status, with the growing pains as much when I got older, I still found that, you know, the constant physio and the kind of maintenance work really just benefited me um, kind of in everything. You finish a week and, you know, you've, you've swam 80, 80K, 80 kilometers in a week, which is obviously, so a lot of people don't walk that in a week, um, yeah. let, let alone swim it. So, you know, your body is flagging, it's knackered. Um, and sometimes just to go, you know, lay on a massage table and just have, trust me, it's not comfortable a lot of the time. It's really painful. That's no, the I other can imagine, thing. Yeah. People seem to think like, oh, you know, it's just this kind of you go and get a massage, sport massage, kind of, oh, how lovely. 
um, sports physio or, you know, you just go and get a massage. It's really not. It's it's quite painful. It's quite a painful process. Um, and yeah, so, but I just found it really benefited me. Um, and I could, it was almost like I turned every, every time I went, I felt like my body reset, if that makes sense. Definitely. So yeah. it was, it was I'd, I'd go, go in sore, come out sometimes even more sore, but, you know, a couple of days later when you're, when, when the information has gone down, after you know the pain you've been put through on that table, you know you can get your kind of body's reset, ready to go again. And I really felt, I honestly, hand on heart, felt that that really helped me and allowed me to kind of go on and train and race how I did. Yeah, perfect. And I, I assume that um, that maintenance physio sort of links in with then S and C strength and conditioning as well, um, and obviously keeping in in shape for oh, sort of for racing. Absolutely, um, and obviously. I was on a I was on an elite program. I went to school specifically to swim. Um, so a lot of my documents and all of my a lot of my physio got relayed back to my coaches directly. So either whether it was through me or whether it was actually through my physio, they'd send the notes over. And if I ever had any, I had a I had a small hip flexor issue. I've got really short hip flexors, which mean that and they get really tight really easily. Um, and for a swimmer, it's the one muscle, well, one of the muscles in your legs that you really want, kind of active and, and always loose that kind of thing so i always i always used to have issues with it where it would just be constant if i didn't keep on top of my exercises which i was given i really struggled sometimes um and it and you would know when i struggled because it would just as soon as i went back for physio it was it was oh that was the worst was hip flexor exercise yeah, when they because yeah. i don't know if any of you know if any of you know where your hip flexors are there's only really two ways to kind of strength stretch out your hip flexors and a lot of the time it involves a thumb being dug very deep into an yeah, area. Yeah, I know the feeling, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's really horrible. Um, and especially when it, it hurts anyway, but when I have bad hip flexors anyway and tight hip flexors, it was excruciating, it was horrible. But yeah, so that, that again was just, I went to physio and I kind of got my exercises to prevent this from happening or prevent the, it from, you know, really seizing up and tightening up. And yeah, again, that was, it was, it was relayed back to coaching and, a lot of the time it was, you know, the, before with swimming, a lot of the swimming you'll find before and after sessions, you'll have stretching sessions and, you know, you you have pre-pool, post-pool, like you have pre-gym, post-gym. Yeah, yeah. And we would, before inland training in kind of PT sessions, that kind of thing, um, in, yeah, in your, in your work there, a lot of your post-pool and pre-pool and stuff would be you'd incorporate these exercises and the coaches there kind of being like right Finn you're doing your exercises sometimes there are exercises you needed a hand with as well some of the best exercises there are out there require a partner require someone to give you a hand for that extra because you know it's not easy to put yourself through pain um so yeah they were always there to kind of just you know lend a helping hand or be that person you know sometimes it's not you know five o'clock in the morning the last thing you want to be doing is that they're stretching um Absolutely so they imagine. were yeah they were there just kind of to be like right you need to do it so yeah that, it was always incorporated into my program yeah. perfect uh, going back to your the, the injury on your knee um from jumping off the tree um what did the what did the physio treatment look like for that um in terms of the, the exercises you're told to do, but the, the initial sort of um, rehab sort of before sort of trying to strength, re-strengthen it, the actual fixing of it, what did that look like? Initial rehab wasn't actually that prolific. It was a lot more kind of to do with how to strengthen it back up because okay. 
you're never it wasn't i didn't really tear anything it was more of just pulling well, it was, it was, there were small tears but they weren't i didn't you see some people where they like um what's it called when they completely separate their tendon from their knee and you need surgery and that kind of thing and it wasn't that bad it was more kind of tears and pulls so painful and sore and a lot of strength was lost in my knee so initially when the injury was first first happened i remember my mum have refused to take me to the hospital because I told her I was going to do it and she said not to do it initially, this this tree jump. Um, and I told her I was going to do it. It was on my birthday and I went with a load of friends, did it. And she, I told her I told her I was going to do it. She said, don't. And I got hurt and she just refused to take me to the hospital. She was like, no, it's your own stupidity. Like you you need to get on with it. Kind of not, we didn't realise how bad it was. And then when it got, I remember when I got to the evening, it was awful like i actually couldn't put any weight on it i tried to get up the stairs and i couldn't get up the stairs at all it was just massive it inflamed and i just couldn't get up the stairs and put weight on it so i went to the i remember i went to the doctors went to like and they did a like you know scan on it and just said yeah well this is what's happened you've got kind of small tears and and pulls in your tendons in your knee ligaments and tendons and then initially it was kind of mainly loose because obviously your muscles and tendons pull on each other so initially it was just really weak like loosening the area of the trauma so kind of making sure that there was not as little pressure on those ligaments and tendons as physically possible um because obviously they connect muscle to bone and that kind of thing so it was getting those muscles really 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 um, loose so there wasn't it wasn't pulling where it didn't need to be pulling yeah. um so that was the initial but other than that there wasn't really much yeah. i could do i suppose just a, a waiting game isn't it resting it up 100 percent. Um, yeah I just I couldn't swim, nothing. I didn't swim for a month. Um, this is before national, so you can imagine how well that went. I mean, swimming's not a sport where you can just jump back in and, you know, be good at it. You need to keep the feel for the water. You need to kind of keep your fitness up, and it's a constant. Um, you're training right up until the day you compete a lot of the time, um, just because that's what works. So, yeah, so initially, not a lot of treatment, just kind of making, putting myself in the best possible position to recover if that makes sense. So not necessarily using recovery techniques, but just putting myself in that position for my, my need to be able to kind of do what it needs to do to recover. And there are lots of rest, lots of elevation. Um, and then kind of once that strength was built up in the knee again, it was then just getting the strength back into it because obviously yeah, pe people just think that, you know, you lose the strength in your knee, but you don't, you lose the strength in your whole leg because you haven't used it for like two months. So it was kind of a couple of weeks for nationals and that kind of thing. So it was more just kind of lots of exercises. I was back in the pool at this point, but not swimming breaststroke at all. Uh, well, I could do breaststroke arms, but I just couldn't swim breaststroke legs. So it was more, obviously, if you think of a swimming movement, more of an up and down movement. So like you're walking yeah, yeah. rather than the outward kind of breaststroke kick, um, because that was obviously really painful and didn't, it, there was no strength there either. So I just needed to rest it. Um, so yeah, and then it was just, it was mainly after that, once the strength was back in the knee, or once I could physically do stuff with it, it was just mainly then getting it to, yeah, say, getting that strength back into it. So, you know, lots of land training, lots of leg work, that kind of thing, because to get the strength back in the knee, you have to strengthen all the muscles around it. So I just, that was mainly what I worked on. So lots of kind of, not weights, I wasn't pushing weights at all. Um, mainly because one, I was still quite young at the time, so I wasn't really doing much weight work. But two, also, it wasn't the right kind of, that wasn't right for what I needed to do. Um, I needed to, you know, 
I needed low pressure, you know, no, low weight, but lots of repetitions. Yeah, low impact as well. Low, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. N- very, very low impact. So a lot of it was, you know, squatting, um, band work, you know, pushing band, pushing band weight away from me, but very little. But was, a lot cont- of, yeah. was a lot of it done in the pool, uh, aqua therapy, water therapy? I got straight back in the pool as yeah. soon as I could. As soon as I could, it was, yeah, get back in the pool. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think a lot of my strength came from just that repetition, just that kick movement, just up and down, up and down with the legs. Um, no breaststroke, that hurt, obviously. But yeah, I honestly think most of my strength came back from just being in the pool. Um, and then, yeah, it was once once that came back, it was just, well, making sure you don't jump out of trees again because <laughs> that was stupid. But also then just making sure that it was strengthened enough for me to then put you know 100% through it because yeah. obviously what you don't want is you to go on hard too early and then it becomes an everlasting injury it's something that you know is always a weakness for you I've seen friends very good friends who they're like fly swimmers or any any sort of swimmer needs their arms but um they've got major shoulder injuries and they haven't left it long enough and they haven't done the right rehab for it and suddenly you know they can't swim certain strokes anymore um and they can't you know they're really struggling and it really hurts and it's a constant it's constantly there you know every other week they've got um tape on it and that kind of thing and every other week they're having to miss training or sessions because there are their shoulders are just flared up and really sore so yeah. it's just kind of after that making sure that before i went back 100 percent, it was you know it was it was there and it wasn't it wasn't hurting and it wasn't there wasn't it had to uh, like before i went back it had to be 100 percent. i wasn't going to risk it not being um yeah but be- it, better safe than sorry isn't it exactly exactly 100 percent. and it was and it, and you know swimming is one of those sports where because it is so repetitive and it's so you're just doing the same movements every time and it's you know you it literally has some stroke all strokes have a couple of components to them and you're doing them you know have many thousands of times a day if one thing goes wrong that can detriment everything and you can yeah. like, i've seen people i've seen people who can never swim again at a high level because they've got everlasting injuries that just they haven't dealt with properly or unfortunately for them just hasn't healed properly and next thing you know you know they can't swim so yeah it was just making sure that kind of the strength was there um and making and that was through physio a lot of it as well so exercises being given making sure that it was constantly, because you never want it tight. Like, I didn't want any tightness around those ligaments and tendons, just nothing pulling on them at all, when where possible, obviously, because, you know, when you walk and stuff, like, unfortunately, that load has to go through them. But, yeah, just making sure that whenever possible, there wasn't the load going through them and kind of making sure that they, were just, they could just recover to how they could. And ligaments and tendons, in general, are quite good at repairing, um, you know, like small tears and stuff. They're quite, they get, they're kind of, they, well... From what I've heard and what I've experienced, they're quite they can repair quite quickly and quite if if right if done right. But then on the other hand, if not done right, they can be the biggest pain. You know, like some some of them never when you when you completely detach them, then that's a problem. Yeah, like yeah. you know, surgery um, that kind of. Thing. With that, um, initially after the injury, uh, how many times were you going to the physio? uh so straight after actually wasn't as much as during the recovery process straight after was only about once a week once every two weeks because i couldn't do anything um it was just i mean i was going into the physio in the same condition as i left the physio if i was going every other day you know so it was there was not because i wasn't doing anything once i'd had the treatment it was like right go and sit at home and do nothing um so there wasn't much to work on 
um just keeping it you know and a lot of it was my own work as well like stretching that kind of thing making sure they were loose so a lot of it was me my, on my shoulders to do but then and after that once once i was starting to do you know put loads for it again start to work it was a weekly occurrence if not two times a week occurrence just making sure that you know the, everything was fine and yeah that kind of thing so it wasn't yeah initially a lot of people think that it would be going loads but it wasn't um it was just once i had that diagnosis it was like right this has happened How, you know what are we going to do and then i got kind of had my program made by my physio where he was like well i can't do anything on it really for now but you've just got to wait until it's kind of getting towards that healed or getting towards being healed before i can then kind of do my bit on it um and that's kind of yeah that's how it went Finn, thanks so much again for coming on. Uh, really appreciate it. I've certainly learned a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, and thank you everyone for listening. We will be back with another episode next week. Make sure you follow us on our socials for updates on Twitter at underscore treatment table and on Instagram at the treatment table. And thanks again, Ben and Archie. Um, I'll see you next week for the next episode. See you next week. Uh, and that's all, guys. See you next week. Bye bye.